This podcast contains themes of an adult nature and occasional strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode three of Cocktails, Stories from an Ordinary Couple. Yeah, episode three already. We're international. It's exciting. Yeah, we've got listeners. We were taking the piss the other day saying we only had 28 listeners, but... That's not quite true. We've got quite a few. We've got listeners from New Zealand. Yeah, Australia, Canada. America. Bangladesh. <laughs> all over Europe. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're listening to us, welcome. Yeah, hello. Keep listening and uh, email in, say hello. It's quite exciting. It is it? really exciting. Yeah, thank you so much for listening and please do send us an email. Let's hope it carries on growing. Right, so talking about carrying on growing, what happened this week? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, last week, I kind of mentioned that I might be having a meet this week, yes. and I did. Yeah. It happened, and I had a meet with the chef. Yeah. And uh, He I likes won't... his name, by the way. He does. He does like his name. He sent me a picture of the chef out of South Park. Yeah, saying, can I say, suck on my chocolate salted balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll talk a bit more about that in uh, in, a, in a minute. Yeah, it's quite a juicy story, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, uh, without further ado, shall we crack on? Yeah, let's. Welcome back. Um, we'll get straight into our first feature, which is the... Um, cocktail of the week and this week it is porn star martini yeah it's the one we were going to do last week but if you remember we couldn't find all the ingredients and the ingredients cost about 50 quid <laughs> yeah but uh, we've uh, we've gone wild we've splashed out and we've got all the ingredients yeah it took so... us a while to get them but <laughs> so porn star martini i had it last weekend i think it was mm. um while we went for a drink and it was lovely so i've yeah i've made it this week and um i've done a really good job if i do say so myself um so last week i didn't know i'm not really big on um i don't know anything about cocktails and they gave they handed it to me with a like a little shot of um prosecco, prosecco yeah. and i kept saying i don't know what do i do I pour this in? I don't know what to do with it. Ended up pouring it <laughs> you in. You just plunked it in. <laughs> Turns out you don't do that. You meant to just. Do you know you're not supposed to do that? Or... I, I do know that now. What, how? Google. Oh. So uh, yeah, you meant to just apparently. We're drink... heathens, really. We're not very sophisticated, really, are we? You're a bit more sophisticated than me. I'm not at all. <laughs> um, but I've got a little shot of Prosecco to drink alongside it. I'm not mm. going to tip it in this time. So, uh, yeah, really nice. Um, not sure what I'm going to do next week. So if you have any ideas, then please do send an email and just say what your favourite cocktail is and I'll see if I can make it. Yeah, I mean, the only reason we do it is so we can have a drink and get pissed while we make a podcast, really, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. We've already had about three shots. So, yeah, you know. Run so, uh, yeah, if you think there's anything tasty we'd like. Anyway, we just drawn none now. Should we get on to the next bit? Yeah, the best bit. Okay. Right, this next feature is a new one, actually. 
basically a product of the fact that we're international superstars now. International superstars, <laughs> getting a little bit ahead of yourself there. Calm uh, down. Uh, but we we did ask for it, and we do have a couple of questions from our listeners. So yeah. this is a new little section, because we did say we'd answer them. So we do have a couple of questions. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into them, shall we? So yeah, the first on. one is an email from a female listener who like who would prefer to remain anonymous and her question is are either you worried that things may turn in turn into romantic feelings and an affair may take place and we read it and i said that's a really good question it's a brilliant question yeah because it's obviously some feelings go along with this it go hand in hand when you're doing something something regularly and having su- doing such an intimate act with someone on a regular basis, you're bound to develop feelings. And we have discussed this, I'm quite we? confident that it's going to be on a really regular basis. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, a bit of hope in there. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so we've discussed this a lot, haven't we? Feelings and how, how we're going to deal with them. And, yeah. um, and that we expect some level of feelings, feelings to, to some degree you're going to get feelings. I cannot have sex with someone without a connection, without an attraction, without some level of, of feelings. Yeah, so, that's natural. Yeah. So, I mean, we've met, we met a couple of, a, a few years ago. Yeah. And she, we, we met them literally just as a social, we went out and had a drink with them. And it was nice just, just to be able to openly chat about this. And she said she would have sex with anyone and yeah. she didn't need the connection. She didn't care. When you said that, oh, that's not me, I need a connection, she was like, really? Oh, I can just lie there and do it. And yeah. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it, different strokes for different folks. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not, you know, there's no judgment. It's just it's just funny how everybody's different. For me, I, I couldn't do that. I just couldn't do that. I wouldn't have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't. It would literally just be an act and I wouldn't yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. So there has to be some kind of connection. And for me, an attraction. And straight away, as we've we've said, when we met the chef the first time, there was, an, for me, an instant attraction. So it's been really easy. So we've discussed it and we've said we expect to some level there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be feelings. You know, I'm going I'm to fancy this person. Well, you do fancy him. I do fancy him, yeah. <laughs> I bet uh, there's going to be people sat there going... Blimey heck, he's he's quite blasé about all this um, because I'm not saying much. But the thing is, so let me let me tell you from my side. One thing that is not portrayed by us sitting here is the amount of communication that we have. Like we talk about this all the time, yeah. And we do like we talk about feelings. Like <laughs> this is the ironic thing. Probably vanilla couples don't talk about the feelings. And they don't have this level of communication, but we talk about it all the time. We actually make, we actually put time aside every week to just kind of sit down, just the two of us, and go, right, how's it feeling? Yeah. You know, what yeah. are your what are your feelings? Yeah. So if if something does develop, it's not going to be a surprise. I think what is destructive is if it comes out of the blue and somebody just turns around and goes, oh, I've fallen for this person. That's quite destructive. But the fact that we we're so close and we talk about everything then we understand how that develops. And if we are worried at any point that that feels uncomfortable, then we can do something about it. And mm-hmm. we can do something about it before it becomes a problem. Yeah. Now, because we talk about it all the time, I'm comfortable. One of the things that is quite negative is 
is when you're kept out of things, when you're not part of it, when you don't understand what's going on. It's that not knowing mm. that is really damaging. We don't have that because we talk all the time. So, you know, going back to the original question, are we worried that um, things may turn into place. romantic feelings or an affair? No, I don't. No. Th- definitely not an affair. I have, I have absolutely no doubt mm. that that's, that's never going to happen because an affair would mean that, well, it, it suggests deceit. Yeah. That you're going to run away and, you know, just not tell me about it. Yeah. Now, if you look at it in that point, that completely defeats the object of everything that we're doing. Exactly, yeah. You know, so I, I don't, I, I have no worries on that on that front. Am I worried that that feelings might um, start to happen? Well, yeah, it's kind of inevitable. But am I worried about it? Not really. But because we're having this constant communication, we can make that decision when that becomes uncomfortable. Yeah, it's 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 inevitable, like you say, that feelings will develop, and it's just it's funny. We were talking about it before, and I, and and I was saying. I don't think I could fall in love with another person because I'm in love with you and we've, we have we have our family and I, I don't know if, if I could be in love with another person. But we know people um, who are in the same situation as us but have been doing it for longer. Is this my friend in America? Yeah, who um, we had a discussion about this last week and, and he... I mean, he's just... Uh, he's, they must be... They're amazing. Be solid, yeah. Absolutely solid. I hope we're that solid, but... I mean, when he told us this, it, it kind of blew my mind a bit. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I aspire to be. Mm. Go on, you, you said, because he, he told it you, didn't he? You were telling Yeah, me. we were talking just a couple of days ago. Um, he told my me... My friend in America has now become her friend in America. <laughs> um... Hijack's my friend. <laughs> I've got enough of her own. <laughs> Go on. We were talking the other day and he said that his wife came to him after a few a good few months of being with her bull and came to him and said listen, I'm falling in love with him and I don't know what to do about this. Where do we go from here? Now, we've talked before this, we talked about this, didn't we? And we said, mm-hmm. right, we would have to absolutely end it. That would be it. They kind of get, shed like a different light on it, didn't they? So yeah. he said, when she came to him and said that, that he was happy for her. Yeah. He was really pleased for her. And I, I was a bit like, wow. But you asked, like, how did she come to you? Was Did she come to you saying, this is the way it is? Deal with it. Deal with it. Or did she come to you and say, this is how it is. What do you want to do? Do you want to end it? Yeah. And what did he say? Well, that's when he said, he said, no, I'm, I'm really pleased for you. I'm happy for you. And yeah. um, and I, that... he said that she came to him with no no agenda of yeah. wanting one thing or the other. It she was just, just came plain and said, communication. How do we deal with this? How yeah. do we move forward? How do we move forward? Mm. And that is just... It's my like I said, anyway. yeah. What a what a couple. They must be absolutely solid to yeah. to be able to to say that, and then and then move forward. Um, so and yeah, they have moved forward, and I and I can tell you categorically that they are rock solid. And she has let's 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 call it what it is because he's told me this. He's like, yeah, she's in love with it with with her mm. bull, and he says it's absolutely fantastic. I, I just it is a little bit mind blowing. Mm. We're nowhere near at that stage, but I'm going to give you another analogy now. And he kind of proves the point when it comes to this analogy that a lot of people look at love, particularly in a relationship, like it's a finite amount of mm. of, of stuff, yeah. like water in a glass. The love is water and the glass is something that I hold. 
and you pour that water into the brim and that's 100% of love that you give to me. And if mm. somebody else comes along, then you take that glass off me and pour some of that water out into it. So therefore you love me less. And you keep doing that until yeah. there's no water left in my glass and then you just ditch me glass. And it's like, that's how people look at it. Yeah. But, but specifically in a relationship for some reason. Whereas, whereas like, it's, he's proved, and I think... There's other examples where you can prove this, that love doesn't work like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like we have more than one child. And I actually remember being heavily pregnant with my second child and, and I had my first child sat on my knee and I remember crying, thinking... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I sat and, I, and, and I, was, I was actually crying and I said, what have I done? How am I going to ever love a second child as much as I, as I love the, this first child? And obviously, anybody with more than one child knows that. I think every, I think it's quite a common thing. I think a lot of, of mums go through that. But then, when you have the second child, you don't have the love that you have for the first child. Yeah. You've got just as much love for the second yeah. child and third and so on. You don't have a, a, a limited amount of love. It just spreads. So this is the thing, and and people apply that specifically to relationships for some random reason. Yeah, it, I've never until he said this the other day. I have never thought, I've thought about it with, with children, mm. but I've never thought about it with partners. And, and he mentioned as well, parents, you've got two parents, you love yeah. them both the same. Yeah. Siblings, you've got, yeah. if, if you have more than one sibling, you love them both the same. Usually, I mean, it's, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it and it'll be a different thing when we get to that stage. But the, the important thing is that we believe that we're going into that with open eyes and from an educated standpoint. Yeah. And it just comes back to communication. If, if further down the line, I started to develop feelings that I thought, I, you know, this is going a little bit far, I would just be open and I'd tell, talk to you about it, we'd deal with it and do what we felt necessary yeah. at that point. Whether that be end the relationship with the chef or, or what, we'd, we'd just discuss it and deal with it. Yeah, and I don't, have, I don't have any worries. I mean, the thing is, a relationship is built over... Years and years. Yeah. 14 years. You're going to tell me it's something different now. Almost 15. <clears throat> Almost 15. But that, that shit you don't throw away in five minutes. And, you know, you've you've built really strong foundations there. And I think, oh, you can't do this. If, you, if you're if you on rocky ground, you don't fucking do this. No, this isn't. No, no, no. This so isn't something we know you do to that try we're, and... We know that we're, we're, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't do this to try and fix a relationship. And, no. Um, yeah, so... So, anyway... I hope that... Do you think that answers the question? I would hope so. Um, well, if yeah. it doesn't, email back in and say, <laughs> that's a lot of shit. What I was after was this. But yeah, thanks for that email. Uh, second one. Now, this one's from Twitter. I know it's called X, but I can't be fucked calling it X. It sounds stupid. This is from sub for You. Okay. And he asks, I presume it's he, I suppose. Good point, yeah. Um, I would like to know what you would feel about your wife being with a much younger... Um, or a much older man. Um, so that's a question for you. I suppose it is. I don't know, really. A much younger man? I don't think it would... Would it bother me? No, I don't, I don't think that would bother me. Depends how how old. I think, you know, if you had to give him a Zimmer frame and, <laughs> and feed him, that would be a bit of a problem. <laughs> um, you know, if you, if you had to, like, hold, you know, hold his arm as he came in through the door, yeah, <laughs> that would be a bit of a turn-off for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think age really. Age is just you're only as you're only as old as the person you fuck, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So how do you feel about it? Um, well, you know that I'm not into younger men. No, you're not. Never been into younger men. I'm not a cougar. But I Why quite... though? Why? I don't know. There's... I don't know. I don't know. Young young men just don't do it for a couple of years younger, fine. But not really. Even somebody th- three or four years younger, I think I'd be a bit like, ooh. Mm. And I don't know why. It's just how I am. I've always had a bit of a thing for older men. How old? Well, obviously now I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into 80-year-olds. But when I was, I remember being, I think I was about 18. Yeah, this shot me this. I didn't realise. Go on. You, yeah, I had go. a, where, where I worked, there was, um, I don't know, it was probably in his mid to late 30s, I, w- I had to guess. Mm. I had a bit of a thing for a man in my office. But uh, I also had an older boyfriend at 17. My yeah, boyfriend was 30. That was a different situation, though. We don't need to go into it's, that, but... Yeah. I mean, how, you were 17. I was 17, and he was 30. Wow. Yeah, but it was... I I I loved it. I loved that he was older. Hmm. Um, and I have definitely always gone towards older, older men. That's why I'm with you. Yeah, you're in your sweet spot now, aren't you? Because we're all about the same age. Yeah. Me, you, and the chef. Mm. So it's all good. Yeah, you like to think that. You're a few years older than both of us, but... <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, right, so I hope that answers your question. There's not really much more we can say about that. It's just like, you know... It's just personal prefer. preference, isn't it? Yeah. I I'm, know some some women really do prefer, like, will only go for younger men. Mm, I'm good for them. And maybe if, I would, maybe if I was more body confident, maybe I would go for younger men, but I just don't. It's just not my thing, and I, I, I cannot explain why, but it's just not. Well, they say older men are better. Yeah. I am definitely. Men age better. Don't I've they? always said this. Yeah. Men are like fine wines; they just get better with age. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Women are like cheese; they just smell more. And I and I've said this. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I've said this to you, and I don't. I don't know if you believe me, but I like a bit of grey hair. I like a dad bod, and I like a bit of grey hair. I, I find it sexy. Music to song, my ears. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, just taking a drink of my cocktail. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that kind of that kind of answers that. Yeah, question. Yeah, I hope that answers it. Good. Right. Well, thank you very much for those two questions. Send in some more. I think hopefully we'll get a few more and we can start answering them. If not, well, we'll just drop that and move straight into the theme. So we'll move on to our next bit now. Right. So let's go into the theme of the week. So as I alluded to last week. Um, we said we'd cover two things. One of them was body confidence and the other one was cook angst. And, well, we'll see how much time we've got. We're going to probably start with cook angst, but we'll start off with an update on uh, your meat last week. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was going to happen, but, yeah, it did. So we'd been messaging and we've got a meat booked for uh, next weekend. And... And basically you couldn't wait, could you? No, we couldn't wait. We just got each other a bit worked up and... Um... It's pretty electric. I, I love it because that's what you want. That's what I want, right? Yeah. I want you to have this kind of electric feeling. I want you to get excited. I want you to be happy. How that happiness comes about is kind of immaterial. That's the kind of altruistic thing about being, you know, being a cuckold is that I want you to be happy and enjoy yourself. So when you come to me and go, I'm really enjoying this and 
then then I'm enjoying it because I live vicariously through your happiness, <laughs> I suppose. So yeah, go on. So we kind of decided um, that we would that we would meet, and we weren't sure, like I say, if it was going to happen, and then uh, it did. So we just kind of drove out. <laughs> it was a bit last minute, and it sounds a bit seedy. It was in in a in a car, but it's exciting. I feel eighteen again. I like it. Yeah, we're looking at we've we've got a. We've got two cats, but one of them is big enough that you can kind of put the put seats, the seats down, down. And, and it's you know, semi-comfortable. It's not just messing around in the back seat. But... Yeah, we made it comfy. We put blankets and I took my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so we went, we found a secluded spot and um, we had a bit of fun in the back. You enjoyed and yourself. Yeah, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting... So... <laughs> I, I know that the the first meet with anyone new is always going to be a bit awkward as it is with any new partner. So I kind of wanted just to get not get that out of the way. It wasn't like that at all. It was it was exciting. It was it was. It was you really want to good. get through the nerves so you can mm. properly enjoy it. Yeah, and I get that. And I was thinking if we get if we do this, then hopefully the meet that we've got planned next week will be even better, even more exciting. Yeah. So yeah, we. Uh, we found a secluded spa and we got into the back seat and we had some fun. Obviously, I wasn't with them. Yes. So this is the thing, like the pre-meet, and it kind of goes along those lines, is that you you don't want that extra pressure. You just want to kind of, I know you say it, you don't want to say it, but it's kind of getting it out of the way, isn't it? It's getting all those nerves out of the way in a non-pressure environment where mm. so you can just kind of figure out whether this works or doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so I had yeah. to suffer in silence. Yeah, you stayed at home. Brings us nicely on to cook angst in a bit, but yeah, go on. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, I had this meet and thoroughly enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah, and I she think did. We uh, we mentioned the meet that we had, the, the last meet that I had with someone else. We'd had a bit of a build up, but there wasn't the it wasn't spark. the spark. You d- you no. didn't. He was a lovely guy, but you didn't you didn't fancy him in the same way that you no. did. So when we had our meet, it was. I don't want to say it was just an an act of, of, but it just there was yeah there wasn't a spark there wasn't that mm-hmm. connection there wasn't passion, and I think we had, well I think I can say I had all there that was this time, <laughs> and it yeah it was really good and I got my happy ending, <laughs> 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 which is really surprising it's really good because if I can get a happy ending. Happy ending. She's going all shy. Uh, in the backseat of a car. Um, then I just think, how good is, is the hotel meet going to be? It, I just cannot wait for that now. Yeah. So With us all there. With, yeah, with all of us. And, oh, just cannot wait. So uh, I came home after after the meet. And um, oh, you, how was it for you? I mean, you were... You were you were like riding on cloud. Uh, cloud nine was about three thousand feet below you. It was like you were you were well happy, and I was just I was just elated that you were so happy, because from my side of things, you always sit there. And whilst and I'll come on to quick angst and what all that feels like, but one of the other big things is that you just sit there thinking, God, I hope, I hope she's enjoying this. I hope this is enjoyable because because yeah. there's nothing worse than kind of building this all up and then. It all being a bit of a hands climax. And that's another reason I wanted to have this meet before the hotel meet. So we, we knew whether it was going to be good or bad. Yeah. If it would have been a, a disappointment, 
we probably just wouldn't have, have gone ahead with the second meet. Yeah. But luckily, it was really good. Yeah, so you came on, you were very happy. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to see you. But yeah. I think once you saw me pull up, I remember pulling up and you were <laughs> waiting at the window. <laughs> <laughs> you drove down the drive and drove I was down like, the drive And I smiled at you and I think probably in that second, you knew that it had been a good one. Yeah, I think I did. And it just, the relief mm. was palpable. And you really had a good, like he, he was pretty good, wasn't he? <laughs> I mean, you told me the stories. I mean, yeah. Um, and he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've had it from both of us. I mean, like I said, we talk all the time. We had, I mean, I'm talking to him for about an hour on the phone today, you know, and he, he told me all about it. So it, it was pretty good. And again, it comes back down to this communication. But that brings us nicely, I suppose, on to this thing that we've mentioned many times before, which is cook angst. What mm. is it? It's a bit of a... Ah... <sighs> It is head the, fuck, I think. Really. Yeah, it is. It's the crux of everything. So the first time I think I kind of realised this was way before I met you. I had a girlfriend and she she cheated on me with another guy. She she went away somewhere. Um, I don't want to go into detail why she was away, but she met another guy while she was there. And, um, and she cheated on me and she had sex with this guy. And she rung me up and she told me, she was like, I want to be honest with you, this is what's happened. Now, for most people, that would be like anger. It would be just right. Okay, I'm splitting up with you, and and I was, I was to an extent, and I was jealous. But at the same time, I had these feelings that I just couldn't explain, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with me? Why, like, she's telling me this? Why the fuck is this turning me on?" It was really <laughs> weird, and I, uh, for years and years, I just suppressed it. And thought that was just something weird. And luckily I'd never had to go through that again. And But I always kind of knew they were there. And then it was fast forward to our story last week where we had that honest conversation when I was away with work. You know, when when I told you, yeah, I'd be happy to have a threesome with two men and a, and a woman. When I said that to you, those same feelings just boiled straight up to the surface yeah. again. And it was like, shit, it's back. What's going on? And it took me, it was a massive head fuck to kind of figure this out. And when I did eventually figure it out, it was akin to kind of coming out. It was like being honest with yourself. Like, you're wired this way. Mm. Are you weird? Are you fucked up? I don't know. But the fact that when I was, when I built up the courage to actually say it to you, and you turned around to me and you said, you're not weird. And it was just like, oh, like this, this you're amazing. Hmm, I am. <laughs> <laughs> most, you are because I think a lot of women would be like, "What? What? Fuck off!" Like you're a weirdo. Hmm. You weren't, and and we've just kind of explored that together, and it's just the way I'm wired. That's I live. You know, I've, I've said it a few times. I live vicariously. I, that's how I get my kicks. So when it comes to cook angst. This is like an emotional feeling that you get. And it's that same feeling that I got when I found out that she was cheating on me. It was it was a weird concoction of feelings and emotions and mm. chemicals running around your body and adrenaline to this idea that you're somehow being challenged by somebody else. Mm. I think that it must come down to like some kind of primate type, you know, mm. uh, you know, some psychologist or biologist would have a fucking field day with it. But to kind of explain what cook angst is, it's a concoction 
of emotions and this unbelievably turned on feeling that you get this huge rush of adrenaline Mm. like you're still trying to get your head around it i am so yeah i am still trying to get my head around it because it worries you but i think you're just slowly beginning to reason with it yeah that how can something that is on the face of it abject terror yeah and pain to somebody it's just it's like extreme jealousy isn't it and I've had boyfriends in the past that have been jealous and it's not been a good thing. It's been a negative thing. You know, I I had a boyfriend who I couldn't wear a skirt. I went out one night and I was going to wear a skirt. This was when I had the legs for a skirt. You still have the legs for a skirt. And he wouldn't let me wear a skirt. And at that young age, I was like, okay, I won't wear a skirt. Now, you would be like, wear the skirt. I think it's how you deal with that emotion. It's how you translate yeah. that emotion. So some people get jealous and it's a really negative thing. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's always seen as a negative thing. And yeah. I wasn't allowed to do these things, whereas obviously now I'm with you and it's your... Well, I've explored jealousy. And I think jealousy is like a really visceral, mm. a really visceral emotion. And and if you embrace it, it can be like the fucking best roller coaster in the mm. world. Um, it's just how you kind of choose to deal with that. And what's the word that I'm looking for? There's there's two things. There's jealousy and then there is possessiveness and the two are conflated. Right. Like, is that the right word, possessiveness? I don't know. What I do know is that jealousy is a really strong emotion. Mm. And it's not all about jealousy. No, no. There's anxiousness there. Like, if I explain it to you, it, it kind of... It worries you. I mean, you, you kind of turn around to me and go, I'm really worried about you. I don't want to leave you because I think you're going to have a fucking heart attack. I did say that the other <laughs> night. Yeah, you were that worked up and you said all day your heart was going and I was like, am I going to come back and you're just going to be dead on the sofa? Because <laughs> your heart's yeah. given up. I mean, you what got that much the adrenaline say? running around your body though. Cause of death. Why fucking another man? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Cook angst. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's... I really want other people to kind of email in and try and describe it. Mm. But it is, and I've said, I've described it like this. I have never felt more alive Mm. in that moment than when I'm kind of feeling that feeling. And it is an adrenaline, like adrenaline pumps through your veins. Like you are shaking with adrenaline. Mm. You're breathing heavily. Your heart's pumping. You're jealous as fuck. All you can think about is what's going on. Yeah. It's like I sit there in... Well, the other night was, what, three hours? Mm. High high five to the chef there for stamina. But but like three hours of of just abject terror. But I wouldn't give it up for the world. It's such a a head fog, Mm. but it's intoxicating. You made me a couple of videos. I did, yeah. I thought you'd like them. Mm. It's really interesting, actually. You've never done it before, but you made me a couple of videos and watching them back it's weird you've got like i can tell you've got a dry mouth and it is it is really difficult for me to kind of watch them and go but you're enjoying this you're happy you want this it is it is it's weird so it's it's head fuck for you and it's you're you're beginning to get it though i I am because when i got back the other night that was that was hot (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, so she's she's kind of beginning to get to the stage where to realise that the more I can kind of make this happen for him, the hotter it gets for us both because it it, it fucking does. 
Yeah, basically, the more jealous I can make you, the more turned on you are. And eventually... That translates into just supercharged. Yeah. And when I get my head around the fact that that is what you want and that's what turns you on and it is okay, I can stop feeling bad about how you're feeling, that will then turn me on. People ask me the question, what does it actually feel like, Mm. right? And the nearest kind of thing I can describe it to is people who live in the UK will understand this, right? Alton Towers is a theme park, like a small Disney World type thing. It's pretty good. Mm. Um, If you're not in the UK, Google it. Google Alton Towers and Google in particular uh, a ride called Oblivion. (laughs) And the nearest I can kind of describe it is riding the Oblivion. But the Oblivion's like 10 times tamer. So, (laughs) So like the Oblivion is this ride where... You go up this big incline and then you come around the top and then you kind of teeter over an abyss. And, and you sat there and it's drop. just a vertical drop um, at like 120 miles an hour, whatever it is. And you sit there teetering over the edge and it's like, I can't turn this off now. I can't, mm. I can't press a button and they're going to reverse the ride and let me get off. I have to go through with this. I am absolutely, completely at somebody else's control here. Mm. And just teetering over waiting like knowing it's going to happen imminently you're waiting for that drop Mm. and that's what it's like your heart is fucking pounding Mm. your adrenaline's going you're gripping on for all your life and you feel alive and that's what it feels like but 10 times more (laughs) it's it's just so intoxicating and once you've felt it once it's like chasing the fucking dragon. Like you've mm. you've got to feel it again. And I might be fucked up and I might be weird, but it's just that's that's what I get out of it. And then you know, in the end, when and again, this might be a primate type thing coming through, but you you just want to you know when you walk through the door, mm. like I just wanted to get you back. And and that, that's kind of that's part of it. So that's the angst part of of this whole thing. But cuckolds are. A, a really rare breed in my mind, and I can mm. say this being one, is that we are absolutely selfless in yeah. that respect. One, because we kind of get a kick out of it, but but the other one is is a genuine selflessness that I crave for you to be happy. <laughs> like that is that is what emotionally turns not not the not the angst thing, mm. but the emotional thing is that I crave for you to be happy. So, and I don't care where that happiness comes from, just as long as it's really yeah. good. And the the happier I am, the better you feel. Yeah. So it's it's not a surprise that like I'll have long conversations with the chef and just go, mate, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of cook angst. I still don't feel like I've done it justice. I think it, it is a really really difficult one to explain. I'd love somebody to kind of give their take on it. Mm. The whole jealousy thing is a really interesting one. It's it's the way you take it. It can go two ways. You're absolutely right. I've heard people who've got jealous and and it just turns into anger and, and, you know, possessiveness and just kind of controllingness. Yeah, Yeah, exactly that. Um, And I didn't realise at the time with my ex, but that's looking back now, that's exactly what it was, yeah. So I don't want to do that at all. I'm like... I welcome jealousy. I've, yeah. I think I've managed to to figure that out in my head, to kind of flip it on its head 
and and look at it as a positive thing. Mm. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about jealousy as like, well, you know, as a cuckold, I've, I've managed to come overcome jealousy and I don't get jealous. And I was like, nah, that's bollocks. You're always jealous. Mm. Or I am anyway. It's just the way I've learned to deal with it. And I think the other thing is that to do this, you have to, uh, you, you have to kind of transcend. It sounds really conceited, this, doesn't it? But you have to kind of transcend that macho view of what a man can man has to be yeah that's really difficult that because that's ingrained in you Mm -hmm. and it's like you have to you know you have to go past that subtle misogyny that i think that every man kind of secretly holds that you know you have to be this macho man you have to be this Mm -hmm. and it's got nothing to do with being a macho man it's just about having the bollocks to to look at it in a different light. And I don't think... Yeah. I know I'm doing a lot of talking. The last thing I'll say is that there's, there's a difference between, you know, that kind of... Macho's not the word. But there's a difference between that and being... What am I trying to say? I've, I remember listening to one podcast and somebody rung into it and they were talking about a particular cuckold. And this man was a fucking man mountain. He was yeah. six foot six. He had arms the size of fucking trees. He was an American ex-Delta Force. He'd killed more fucking people with a flip-flop than you can fucking shake a hairy stick at. Yeah. And he was like the alpha of alpha men. Um, you know, led a troop of special forces into Afghanistan. He was a cuckold. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's it's got nothing to do with you. It's got, it, it, it doesn't mean you're not a masculine man. Masculinity, that's what yeah. I'm Um, It doesn't take away from that at all. Yeah. It just means you're in tune with yourself enough to realise that this is what you're into. Yeah. I think the other thing is just uh, having the bollocks to hand over. Mm. Like, we are preconditioned that the man should always be in charge and the man should always lead things and all that kind of stuff. And Um, it is pretty fucking liberating when, in this respect, not everything. I mean, I, I still look after the fucking money and stuff like that because if I let her do it, fuck, we'd be bankrupt. And have lots of animals. You have lots of animals and fuck all money. Yeah. So I have to take charge in a few things, but in <laughs> in this thing, it is a fucking liberating just not to have the pressure of yeah. being the one in control. But we've just I think we discussed this in the first podcast about how I'm not controlling, I'm not a leader, and this is so difficult for me to step yeah, into. Learning. Yeah, I I am learning, and every now and again I say something, and you're like. Ooh, getting there um so yeah i just need to grab it by the bollocks really not grab you by the bollocks grab it by the yeah. by the bollocks <laughs> and just I told you i'm not that <laughs> don't start kicking me in the bollocks and putting me in underwear um i just i just need to yeah just just take control and yeah learn to be comfortable with that yeah and we're going against society as well it's not just you fighting with yourself and what you think there's people out there listening to this podcast and know there is and they're listening to it going oh, i kind of get it but i don't quite get my thing yeah. you've got to you've got to kind of shed all those years of what society has told you what is what is normal what is you know what what marriage should be what loving relationship should be mm. you've you've just got to kind of park it and go fuck it let's let let me look let me come at this from a different angle let me come at this from a completely open minded angle is there any merit in what they're saying? Mm. I hope there is. Yeah. Well, I just think, you know, we watched a programme, didn't we, a few weeks ago 
Which one was that? The sexual, great sexual experiment. Oh, yeah. This... They got the couples in. They had a couple of couples each week. And they were basically exploring opening their marriage. All different situations. It was all about swinging, really, wasn't it? Yeah, in different yeah, variations. Pretty much. Yeah. It was all about swinging. And, and it was really interesting. I thought it was really interesting. And somebody said monogamy is soon to be a thing of the past. And I completely agree. Maybe not anytime soon, but I think monogamy is fading out. And it will always be around, obviously. They're always Everyone's different. There are always going to be couples that want to be monogamous. But it, in a few years, 20 years... It's it all, will... You know, it's all seated in religion. It's all mm. seated in religion and societal norms and stuff like that. There's nothing... Yeah. If you look at the animal kingdom, they're not fucking monogamous. It's, it's a social construct. Yeah, exactly. And that is, it is becoming more, like young people now are becoming more open to the fact that you can have more than one partner and you can be, you can be in love with one person, but you can each go and have sex with other people. Go and have your own meal. Yeah. <laughs> in a fancy restaurant. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it is just becoming more normal and people are becoming more open-minded. And Do you know what did piss me off about that? about that series mm. was there was one there was one couple who came in and it was a fucking as clear as the nose on my face that he was a cook that he was a cuckold like yeah. the you know he was like i just want to watch my wife i don't want to take part yeah and you know i was just like oh this guy's a cook mm. and he's like and he just he went he was talking about cook hanks. he didn't call it cook hanks because he didn't know what it was but he talked about this feeling of anxiety and how yeah. somehow that turns him on and stuff like that and they have this, they had this psychologist, this sexual psychologist, as what as it was, and she was shit. She clearly didn't know what she was talking about, and all she wanted to do was kind of guide them to having a foursome with yeah. with another couple. And she, you know, she she was like, "I think that he's got his feelings mixed up," and. And it's like you're a you're a sexual therapist, like so you're a sex therapist. You should fucking know what cuckolding mm. is. You should know what hot wife and staggies and stuff like that. But she seemed completely ignorant to it. So when they went back, so they had one experience, and you know it was a bit hit and miss. And and she they went back to her and discussed it with her, and she was like, "Oh, uh, you know, he he doesn't know what his feelings are," and started like forcefully fucking sending them down the route of going having a foursome mm-hmm. so they went and had this foursome and f- surprise surprise it was a fucking disaster because he came out and went that is not what i was lo- looking for mm. and she came out because she was clearly a hot wife or a cuckoldress or whatever you want to call it and she was like no i got really jealous when i started seeing him and i was like who is this fucking woman she's an idiot like you know there's there's much better people out there who you know i've listened to who clearly fucking know what they're talking about. Mm. You know, the likes of, you know, David Lay and people like that who who properly get it. So that kind of pissed me off a little bit. Yeah, you said that uh, at the time, yeah. He was very clearly a cook and hopefully he'll find his way. He will. And if he's listening to this, hey, give us a ring, pal. <laughs> I'll show you the way. And if I can't show you the way, my mate in America will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He could turn anyone. <laughs> he fucking could, couldn't he? So, uh, yeah. Do you think we've kind of, think we've answered that? Well, I mean, probably not. Probably not. But I think we've taken a step to start to answer it. And you will answer it over the next few weeks, I would think. 
Right, so that's the end of that. So we've we've come to a a nice ending now. So uh, we've had what, a we've had a happy ending. We've had, <laughs> you could say you always have a happy ending. <laughs> I make sure of it. Um, and if I don't, the chef does. Um, right. So I suppose what are we going to look forward to next week? Well, I think probably just talking about the meat that we've just had. Yeah, we're going to have an exciting week. That is pretty guaranteed. Shit, I hope it is. But we're going to tell you about it next week regardless. So we're going to have a pretty exciting week and we want to share that with you next week. So the theme of the week next week is going to be, um, yeah, what we got up to. Yeah, and how it went. And Ooh, I'm so excited. What it felt like, both sides. (laughs) Yeah. We look forward to sharing that with you. Yeah, definitely. There we are. So if you want to get hold of us, we'll we'll finish on the usual things. Uh, you can email us at cocktails at outlook.com. That's C-U-C-K-T-A-L-E-S at outlook.com. So you can email us, you can send us whatever you want. You can send us questions, you can send us... We still want those stories. Yeah. Uh, we've not had any yet. But send them through. If you've yeah. got anything that you want to share with us, any stories, anything amusing, fire it through on the email. Yeah, funny stories or even your own stories, your own journeys, like we've shared ours, share yours. Cause, yeah, you know, your take on things that we're saying. Cook angst is a really good one. So if you're if you're in my position out there and you can describe it better than me, mm. then, because I've done this, I've sat there and listened to podcasts and gone, you're talking bollocks, this is what you need to be saying. If you're listening to this podcast and you think... He's, he's not quite hitting the nail there. Mm. This is how I see it. Fucking email us in and because I, I want to hear it. Mm. So that's the way that you can contact us by email. Alternatively, you can get us on our Twitter page, um, at CocktailsPodC. That's at, at sign, C-U-C-K-T-A-L-E-S-P-O-D-C. P-O-D-C. <laughs> so if you type that into the search bar on Twitter, that will bring up our Twitter page. We post on there everything that's happened on this podcast so we'll give you a heads up of when the next episode's going to come out it's normally early hours of friday gmt normally yeah normally if we can get it edited in time and so we'll give you a heads up of when it's coming out and we'll also post when it's out what it's going to be you know what the content of the episode is going to be we might even post a few little updates of what we're getting up to on there so get in there follow us and yeah Get in there. And the final thing is uh, like and subscribe. I don't, I still don't really know what all that's about, but everybody it says it. But we're on all major streaming platforms. We're on Spotify, all the rest of them, Deezer, whatever the fuck. I don't know. But whatever you listen to us on, we're on there. Like and subscribe. Oh, also, mm. if you can give us a review, once you've listened to it, I know this is a thing on Spotify, so it probably is on anything else. Once you've listened to the episode, you can actually go into the menu and leave a review. Yeah, you can rate it. Um, if you're going to do anything less than five stars, then fuck off. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want you to. Well, got... no, of course we don't. No, so, so only do it if you really like us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go in, um, review, like and subscribe, all that bollocks. I think that's it, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So until next time, we hope you have a really good week because we will. We will. You will. (laughs) We will. Um, We will. Thank you very much for listening to us. And see you soon.